1: Woo! What's up, everybody, and welcome to a very special uh comics-centric mm. episode of Obscurity Now. My name is Steve, and with me is my tag
2: team partner. Yeah, hell. and uh it's a, when you said special episode, I thought maybe it was some sort of uh 90s anti-drug <laughs> uh episode, and uh, I had completely misread the four. <laughs> why would
1: i say why would i want anyone to say no to drugs i mean as long as they're decently priced
2: um i guess right right (laughs) you don't want to get gouged yeah absolutely there's no better high than a good deal (laughs) Uh, that's what all the addicts say Mm,
1: absolutely uh but uh welcome everyone um if you're if you're looking for our live chat, it doesn't exist, baby, because this is a pre-tape. <laughs> and uh, for this pre-tape, we thought we would try something new and delve into the world of comic books, which is something uh, that's very special to me. And how about you,
2: Yehel? Uh Yeah, uh, I am not an as as an avid comic book reader these days as you are. I still occasionally will dive into uh, an arc, mm-hmm. you know, if I hear that it's good or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, I collected for a long time, uh, unfortunately, just kind of tapered off as the years went on. But uh, yeah, a lot, lot of good memories, with, especially in the 90s comics, and uh, this is a 90s comic. Oh, absolutely. And
1: uh, yeah, basically, that's what this show is all about, uh, you know, looking at uh, obscure characters or obscure media in general, but specifically for this episode We're going to be looking at a eh, pretty obscure um, Marvel character, although he does sort of have his own um, kind of cult following, and uh, so we might as well just uh, get right into it and go to our feature presentation. Welcome to your feature presentation. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a look at the 90s. eh, He's kind of a teen character known as uh,
2: Darkhawk. Yeah, hell, have you ever heard of Darkhawk before? I had never heard of Darkhawk, and I am really surprised I didn't at least hear of him because, especially in the 90s, man, like I was in comic book shops like every week, a couple times a week, and I would always look through like, Especially like the Marvel and DC books, like just whatever. Even if I wasn't gonna buy it, so no. But I had never heard of them. Yeah, the '90s was a great time to be a collector, uh, especially
1: if you were interested in like uh, new characters that you know didn't have like you know twenty years of continuity. Marvel was mm-hmm. trying a lot of new and different things to get readers. Especially since eh, I mean this book came out in 1991, so. I don't think they were trying to compete against, like, Image yet at that point. I think uh, the Image revolution was, like, what, 92,
2: 93? Yeah, that sounds more um, right.
1: But, like, yeah, this early 90s um, Marvel universe of comics is the Marvel universe that, like, I remember, like, um, for sure. It's, like, sort of slightly gritty, but still riding towards, like, a age group of, like, you know, 15 to 8-year-olds. To and, um, you know, in case you wanted to read the issue that we are going to talk about, uh, dear listener slash watcher, we're, uh, we're discussing Darkhawk number 1, which uh, is a Marvel comic that came out in March of 1991. And it's created by uh, Tom DeFalco and uh, Mike Manley, who was the artist. Uh, Tom DeFalco was the editor-in-chief, uh, I guess, of uh, Marvel at that time, or at least of this book. Um, but the book was actually written by Danny uh, Fingerroth. And, um, <laughs> Great know. name. I Great
2: know, yeah.
1: He, uh, he turned down... What a
2: few drinks in, so it doesn't take much to... Uh... Yeah,
1: he turned down a successful <laughs> porn career so he could write Dark Hawk. <laughs>
2: By the way, uh, I like how he turned down a successful one, so he didn't have a porn career. But we knew they knew it would be successful, right? Right. Uh, he, when they offered it to him, they're like, "Listen, <laughs> listen to your name. <laughs> I'm offering you a successful porn career." Yeah.
1: No, no, I have to go write Darkhawk and uh, yeah. many other uh, comics. But uh, M- much like Chris Powell, he was destined yeah. to for another fate. It's an edge against pornography, um, for sure. Uh But uh, yeah, Chris Powell is the um, alternate identity of uh, one Darkhawk who um, I'm just curious, how would you describe Darkhawk's look? I mean, I've got my own ideas, but uh, like what couple or characters would you combine to create a Darkhawk?
2: I mean, (laughs) I don't know if it's because of the name, but I definitely get some Shadowhawk. oh but see he was uh, after
1: he was after for sure yeah yeah,
2: i know he was after so um his his helmet thing uh maybe a little bit like is it nova i'm thinking of that has like a similar like cross kind of Eh, a thing sort of i'm
1: thinking outside of the marvel universe um i mean of course you don't have to use the same characters as i'm using but i'm just curious your
2: thoughts uh, I, I I don't know. I I can tell you what I thought about the outfit. I was pretty unimpressed. Oh, really? Uh,
1: well, I mean, they improved upon it. At, you know, if you.
2: Yeah, I saw some other uh, art from later
1: on, yep. and it looks better later. As as well as you will, dear watcher. Um, there's a couple of Darkhawk, um, newer Darkhawk drawings here in our lovely slideshow. Um, but no, to me, Darkhawk is a little bit Silverhawk and a little bit Wolverine. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, okay. Okay. I, I don't see. I see the Silver Hawks mm-hmm. for sure. Now that you mention it, yeah, like it's very obvious. I guess Wolverine, because yeah, he's got those claws, right? Yep. Those three claws. He yeah. didn't
1: really use the claw in this um, in this issue, which we will see. Right. Um, it's actually not just like you know Wolverine claws. It is a um, how to call it? it like shoots out and it's got like a wire, uh, like a grappling hook. That's what it is, grappling hook. Okay. Um, so, yeah, like, were you I know you said you were reading comics in the 90s, but specifically in 1991, were you reading? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah, I can't but, believe you missed it then. Mm-hmm. Like, this was one of my maybe my second or third comic. Like, there's a um, um, there's a comic coming. A Dark Hawk comic coming up that has Punisher
2: on the cover. And that was like my second or third comic ever. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm surprised I didn't hear about him either um you know i was really surprised when i opened up and like the first thing we i think it was like the first or second thing we see is like hobgoblin yeah beautifully
1: um, rendered hobgoblin yes um i think yeah the art is uh pretty stellar here on issue number one which
2: yeah pretty strong
1: i mean if you've read comics for a while sadly you see that you know for New characters that are starting up a new series, they put a very um, sort of A-plus team there for like the first, you know, one to ten issues. And then they switch it to a not-so-great uh, team, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're here to talk about issue one, not the whole run of uh, of Darkhawk. Um, so we'll just uh, jump into a synopsis here. Oh, well, real quick, what were you reading? <laughs> I mean, I know it's probably
2: hard to remember, but during 1991... I mean, I know I would have been reading X-Men, uh, Uncanny X-Men. Um, I know, I, I don't, I can't remember if Jim Lee's X-Men had already come out or not. I think it would have been pretty close to around that yeah, time, maybe I, 90. I think he's out.
1: been on X-Men since like 89, I think. Is oh, no, I mean, I mean
2: like when they gave him his own oh, right, X-Men series. Right, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I think that might have been 90, but sure. I guess I, I read that from the beginning too. But uh, I know I was re- definitely reading X-Men. I was reading um, Amazing Spider-Man um i would pick up like random stuff from dc i was i i would like pick up like a batman here or superman Mm -hmm. here um usual stuff like that but yeah i was really into all the x comics Mm -hmm. so uh like x factor really (laughs) Um, x Factor? (laughs) yeah yeah x force for some Um, reason i could never get into
1: x factor they just uh, there was no one in there that really interested me although i did read a version of them much
2: later um, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say I even liked it that much. I was like, "Oh, you got an X? I'm a dumb kid. I'm buying this." <laughs> What's this movie? It's got triple X's on it.
1: Let me take a look. <laughs> this is three times as good. Mom, come watch this with me. <laughs> um, no. I think Mr. Finger Roth is in this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, no, I was a, uh, I was a big Punisher guy in the um in the early '90s, and Captain America which, I mean, they're kind of polar opposites of each other, but whatever. It doesn't have to make sense. Um, and also, I mean, much like I am today, I'm always on the out, uh, looking out for new and interesting characters, but really the reason why I probably discovered Dark Hawk is because the Punisher was on the cover of that its like third or fourth issue, so I, I had mm-hmm. to pick it up, and I thought that guy was pretty cool, and or at least Dark Hawk, at least his look, was uh, intriguing for sure, but I know back then I, I definitely didn't have a Darkhawk number one like I do now. <laughs> no. That's right. I'm rich in Darkhawk number ones. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, but would eventually go back to revisit the character. It's kind of Darkhawk is kind of a running joke among many other '90s characters in like the Facebook groups. Who uh, everyone you know goes in there and they talk about their key issues like their amazing fantasies and their X Men number ones and stuff and like one guy's still like joke he'll be like well I have a Dark Hawk number one ha 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 because you know <laughs> they're worthless because there's like thousands of them you know they in the nineties they printed thousands of copies of everything but I I yeah. genuinely like Dark Hawk which is why we're talking about him today and why I suggested that we cover him. Uh, so let's go right into the synopsis here. Uh, Chris Powell, a.k.a. Darkhawk, was born in Queens, New York, while witnessing his policeman father accept a bride from a crime boss at an abandoned amusement A, a bribe, park. not a bride. I said bribe.
2: Uh, it's, I think it's a bride, <laughs> like a woman.
1: <laughs> oh, boy, this is off to a great start. Uh, okay. Teenager Chris Powell discovered a mysterious amulet. The Amulet? allowed him to switch places with a powerful android that his mind controlled. Powell vowed to use the amulet as an edge against crime. In this role, he worked with other superheroes and battled a number of costumed villains. And that is from the IMDb, if anyone cares about that kind of stuff. Uh, so, uh, Yehel, since I assume this was your first time reading Darkhawk number 1 as an adult male uh i'd like to know well i mean maybe we should run down what happens in the in the issue first uh sure uh do you think you can take it or would you like me to take it
2: um you well i mean we can kind of switch sure, back and sure. forth a, a, a little bit mm-hmm. um I, I i mean i mean i did like a lot how it starts off with hog goblin mm-hmm. and with uh this guy what was his name the evil guy brack Back, 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 something
1: Here. like that. Yeah, lots of good, good intrigue at the beginning. That's like yes. classic pulp stuff when you start out with the bad guys first. And I also liked right. how, in the very first two pages, you get like sort of like this I don't know, it's almost like a little tease. It's like, you know. This is Hobgoblin, and he's going to go up against a hero that hasn't even been invented yet. You have an awesome picture of Hobgoblin in one and yeah. Darkhawk on the other, and then it shows Hobgoblin dealing with the uh, with the mob
2: guy, yeah, Paxson. Yeah, this issue, I, I will say this issue has something that almost all 90s comics have, which is like some kind of like pretty cheesy. Uh, <laughs> I... I not, not, not so much the dialogue itself, but like the, I don't know what they call the, the yellow like the theme, narrative stuff, like the God. narrative stuff. And like at one point, when uh i can't remember if it's when dark hawks reveal oh, it might be on the first page at the top mm. it says like dark hog the hero of the 90s or something right. like that and
1: there was a lot of that like if you get a new warriors number one <laughs> which i have they and which becomes dark hawk's team later on they say heroes of the 90s uh yeah which you know i guess they were just really trying to you know appeal to the to the
2: youngsters back then and yeah no it, it makes sense it makes sense but uh Anyways, I did like that it started off like that with uh, a little bit, and like I thought it was smart. to Start off with a well-known character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it makes it makes it already makes Stark Hawk feel important. Sure, like he's going to be important if if you know he's going to be dealing with Hoggoblin. That Hoggoblin looked that. awesome. Yeah, yeah, he did. I, I think it's probably the best looking. Not that there's not that the rest of the art is bad, mm-hmm. but I think it's probably the best looking page in the whole book. Sure, it would um, definitely get you to want to buy one. But uh, yeah, and uh. I thought the backstory with the family was pretty well done. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, it
1: was not a backstory yet. I mean, that's like our present day, basically, uh, you know, just showing Chris Powell's day to day, you know, dealing with his uh, cop dad and district
2: assistant district
1: Att- attorney wife yeah. or not wife
2: mom 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 yeah uh and yeah that's what i mean like 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 the backstory of the, the story like of the family i thought it was set up pretty right well.
1: yeah i like this book because we get an origin but it doesn't tell you everything um so there's a lot right. of mystery moving forward um i
2: like to that at first you don't really know who is gonna be dark Hawk. right right so it kind of forces you don't it kind of almost like subconsciously forces you to pay attention to everybody right mm-hmm. like okay maybe maybe it's going to be this district attorney maybe it's uh the dad mm-hmm. you know maybe one of these kids oh god i hope it's not <laughs> one of the little kids but maybe it will be
0: you know
1: And it's funny that you mention uh Shadowhawk because they use the exact same uh, sort of li- literary device for, like, the first couple of issues of Shadowhawk. You never knew who he was. Uh, actually, you right. didn't know until... No, it went on
2: for a long yeah,
1: time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he was, uh, you know, they made a big deal about the fact that Shadowhawk was black. But uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about Shadowhawk. Um, yeah, so we get to see the day-to-day of one Chris Powell, who's got an amazing mullet, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's the eldest... Um, of, uh, this family with a cop dad and a di- assistant district attorney mom and two little brothers who are twins who are really, really bratty, but, uh, I don't know. I'd say that's probably accurate. Um, and, yeah. uh, we learned pretty early that, uh, there's, um, Chris's mom is involved in this big, big case with the mafia And they're putting the screws to her, as they say. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I'll just say right off the bat in my um, kind of my bad list is like, okay, Chris and the twins, they look like, you know, regular kids. Um, Chris's dad looks like a typical cop dad. But man, his mom is like a smoking like supermodel.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I thought like she was, I, I was like, is... How old is she supposed I to be? Like, I don't know. She looks like. I mean, she doesn't look
1: like anyone who's had kids. Let's put it like that. <laughs> she looks like a twenty-one-year-old model or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Basically,
2: hmm. not, not that you can't be like, you know, very attractive at a DA no, or no. Whatever, I mean, but th-
1: this is indicative of comics at the time, like for sure. Right, right the...
2: exactly. I think I think that's more th- than anything what it is. It was just kind of like Chris is so old. Mm-hmm. That it was like, wait, how old were you when you had Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she seems like she's in her 20s and Chris is like, I don't know, like he, is he in, he's out of high school, right? No, no, he's still in high school. Um, oh, he's see, in that, high school. That's
1: okay. a weird thing about like comics this time because even the new warriors are also supposed to be all teenagers but they all look like they're, I don't know, in their early 20s, the way they're Right, drawn. that's what I
2: thought, Chris. Because Chris does say he's studying at one point. I thought it was like for college.
1: Oh, no. He's a high schooler. Um, he's okay. at least 18 or younger. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, yeah, we're in the Powell home. Um, eh, I'd say they have a pretty decent life. And uh, the the mom gets this. You know, she's out on a case, and this uh, mob guy accosts her. Does she get a phone call?
2: I can't remember. Um, well, somebody shows up at her office that's what it is. and like throws a bunch of money, and he's like, "Ah, oh, Mister Baxton or whoever uh, tells you to uh, keep up the status quo mm. and uh, you know leave well enough alone," something to that effect. And she's like, "No, I won't do it. I'm too pretty to do it." <laughs> mm.
1: Then she comes home and like uh, tells um. Tells her husband and then he's all like, uh, oh, man, you know, it's so hard being a policeman. If only we had an edge, an edge against crime. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, and like and this is again, it it sort of uh, goes into my bad category uh, is like, where are the if things are so bad in Queens, like where are all the other Marvel superheroes at this time? Uh, do you, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess they can't, I guess it's like, you know, they say there's never a cop round when you need one. Like maybe there's never a Marvel superhero yeah. around when you need
2: one. This is, there's, this is the problem with making two, having too many characters in one being, city. Like, big cities.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad you said that. Uh, yeah. but anyway, um, moving forward, uh, basically dad goes out mom goes out and chris has to watch uh watch the kids um and then his friends show up and we're like hey let's go to the local soda jerk and get a soda um, yeah real weird yeah <laughs> i mean i don't know for the time it's a real like 1940s thing yeah.
2: like let's go get a soda i
1: wonder how old Danny fingeroth was when he was writing this but yeah, um
2: just just really weird like they should have like and like, oh, let's go to the arcade. Yes, or, yes,
1: I would have preferred know. that too. Let's let's go play a vintage Frogger, which wouldn't have been vintage yeah. at the time. I mean, just something that you can't just walk to your fridge and do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's more about him hanging out with his friends, of course. And uh, I mean, as an ear ir- and very irresponsibly, he says, um, "You know, kids, stay here." Twins. Olson twins, stay here. <laughs> I'm going to go out and have a soda with the boys. I'm sure you...
2: This he is going to be back in 15
1: minutes. Yeah, 15 minutes. Oh. Like, you can't talk about girls in 15 minutes.
2: You- well, let's just... Steve, let's think about the logistics. It's got to be at least five minutes to get right, to this place. Right. And I'm being, like, very generous there. Five minutes there, five minutes back. That's 10 minutes. You're going to have a whole fucking soda in five minutes and talk to your friends, too?
1: Well... <laughs> You know, maybe you know he's a teen. Maybe he's not the best with time management. Like
2: I'll give him that. I still suck at time management as an adult. So uh, Steve, I, I I think it was just I don't know. It was just weird. Like say thirty minutes, an hour,
1: like right. Well, then I mean I think if you actually hear yourself saying an hour or or even thirty minutes, you're like oh. I should probably stay here with the kids, but if you lie to yourself and say 15 minutes, then oh, everything will be fine. Like, I see. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, anyway. So uh, we didn't even talk about, you know, in the in the very first scene between Hobgoblin and uh, Mr. Basin. Um, They're talking about this magical power um, that the Hobgoblin really wants. Which now that I'm talking about it out loud, it seems weird that the Hobgoblin would ask a mafia guy to get this amulet for him. When normally a right. hobgoblin is more of the henchman type who usually does his own dirty work. But, you know, whatever. I'm I'm going with it. I'm spinning my disbelief here. Um, so, uh, actually, prior to the whole um, babysitting incident, the twins ask... Um, Chris Powell's dad, I can't remember his name, Cop Dad, let's just call him that. They say, Cop Dad, will you please take me? Mike, I think what's his name, Mike. Mike Powell. Mike Cop Dad, <laughs> uh, <laughs> will you take me to, I mean, it's basically Coney Island, I, I imagine, but right. please take me to Abandon Amusement Park before they um, tear it down. And Cop Dad goes, uh, sure, slugger, um, tomorrow, tomorrow or next weekend. I have to work late because, you know, I'm a cop and I... Do a lot of cop stuff. Um, Got a lot of copping to do. Yeah, a lot of copping to do. Now, excuse me while I go cop your mother. Um, that didn't <laughs> happen. Um, but uh, anyway, so so now fast forward to the babysitting incident. Uh, Chris Powell leaves his twins to, like, play w- by themselves at home so we can go have a soda with his bros that I'm sure he sees at school, like, every day. Um and then he gets home, and we immediately cut to his mom chewing him out, going, my babies, my babies, they're gone, they're <laughs> gone. Um, man, like, way to sort of just jump to conclusions. Like, just, you right. Know?
2: But I, I, I get it, though, because, like, you know, the whole family's been getting threats and Sure, stuff.
1: sure, sure. And
2: actually, when Chris's friends shows up, and he sees them outside the window, all he sees is, like, these shadows. And he, even he thinks that they're kidnappers. Right. <laughs>
1: Right, yeah, like another um weird sort of question that I had when reading this um is um chris's mom is an assistant assistant district attorney or even the district attorney shouldn't they be in like a better neighborhood,
2: like maybe like a gated neighborhood or something um I don't know, did that well, you think that they'd have like at the very least, because they've been getting threats would be like protection. Yeah, from, their dad is like, a police. freaking
1: cop. All he has to do is be like, uh, hey, Captain,
2: my wife's getting threats. Like, can you help us out? So I'm like, sure. Yeah, they usually will put people on big cases under protective, you know, custody or not custody, but like uh they'll have the police protect their home and that kind of yeah. stuff. But no. So I mean But you know, he, if they were doing that, then we wouldn't have a plot. Right. So, you have man. to roll with it. There's a little bit of again, right. this is more you
1: know I guess whatever we're dealing with now where Marvel was still writing to like 15 and 16 year olds. And I mean, and I enjoy it that way just for nostalgia's sake. But, uh, but yeah, so anyway, Chris says, I'll find them. I think I know where they are. (laughs) I guess those stupid kids didn't want to wait for daddy to take them to Coney Island. Um, (laughs) So they went ahead and went like pretty late at night to this, Creepy, abandoned. I mean, straight out of Scooby Doo, uh, abandoned yeah. amusement park where this uh, hobo is. And Chris Powell is all like, uh, "Hey, hobo, have you seen my my kids?" My uh, and they're like, "Yeah, he's over there." He's like, "Have you seen my brother? My brothers?" And it's like, "Yeah, they're over there." And while he's there, he goes in and witnesses what he thinks, and eh, maybe maybe it is, or maybe it isn't. He thinks he sees his dad taking a bribe.
2: Yeah, it sure looked that way to Mm -hmm, me. mm -hmm. And even the other guys, uh, say like, oh, he's a crooked cop or whatever, Mm -hmm. like uh, some of the henchmen from the base and mob guy. Right, right, right. And uh, and so correct
1: me if I'm wrong, but like, like dad pretty much like leaves, right?
2: And then no, it's really weird. This is one panel that I really had a problem with the way it's drawn because it's not clear what happens. Like he gets handed the money. And then the bad guy insults him He uh-huh. makes him, like, joke. And then it looks like maybe the cop dad punches the mob guy. <laughs> yeah, I remember that panel. Yeah, yeah. But it's weird, right? Mm-hmm. And um, then that's when the other guy's like, oh, I told you you can't trust a crooked cop. And right. Then they notice the kids are there. Right, right, right. And, um,
1: but, okay, so. But, but, yeah, then the dad, like, leaves, I think. Yes, yes. I think you're right. So he leaves and then. Chris has to go find the twins who have um, like, and then they like the three of them fall through the um, floorboards of the amusement the, park.
2: Yeah, they're running away. They mm-hmm. got noticed already. He had already found them. They got noticed, so they're running away. They fall through some rotting floorboards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like some basement area with some weird funhouse <laughs> masks or something. Of course, you got to have that.
1: Um, yeah. and this is when all right. So he hears the thugs coming after him, and he. He tells his twin brothers to like hide in this closet or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, if only I could find something <laughs> to use as an edge. <laughs> <laughs> I think does he actually say that? I think he's like
2: Yeah. I yeah, need yeah. To find he an had edge. already said it earlier. Yeah, he says it again. Like his dad said yeah. it. He said it in a thought bubble earlier, like twice. Hey, so this is might be the third time that he well, says
1: This is this is there with great power comes great responsibility. Like, you know, uh, you, not as good. Uh, not as it's good. the most you could hope for in 1991. Um, need an edge. <laughs> I mean, most people don't even bother. They're just like, eh, we're just going to write a comic and not have any kind of emotional
2: core motivation. But I'm assuming that this was just leading to a partnership, some kind of brand deal with Edge Razors. <laughs> and... Uh, Dark Hawk was going to be, like, pushing them. Uh, I don't uh, think Dark Hawk ever reached that um, level of
1: popularity in order to start Hawking you Razors. You maybe
2: he would have if he just had an
1: edge. <laughs> an edge against marketing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so he looks for an edge against crime, and he finds the uh, this weird amulet thing, and it turns him into Dark Hawk. And uh, this weird... Sort of, I don't know, it said in the uh, IMDB or the uh, the wiki that it's an Android, but really at the time you right. didn't know, you didn't know if that's
2: him in there or what's going on. Um and well, they make it seem like it's him in there because like he's like, you know, all the thought bubbles of from Chris come out of it. Right. Yeah, it's I mean they you know drag along the mystery of
1: what exactly Dark Hawk is for quite a while. Um and it is his consciousness in there. Um, spoiler alert. So, I mean, it makes sense to have the bubbles and stuff. But, uh, I mean, it, it's it's different. I mean, I like, um, you know, what they did here, which is obviously why I'm talking about Darkhawk in 2021. But anyway, Chris Powell, a.k.a. the Darkhawk, proceeds to um, beat up these, uh, these bad guys. And I have the panel. It's up right now. One of the... <laughs> these stupid thugs even though he can clearly see that dark hawk has a metal neck tries to straggle him with like a yeah rot or whatever and then Darkhawk flips yeah. him forward um and then one of the thugs like actually gets d- does he electrocute himself or does dark hawk actually kill him um let me think, bring it up real quick i think the
2: the, the guy went to electrocute Darkhawk. Right,
1: and he electrocuted himself, a la Mr. Burrell in No Holds Barred. Yes, from No Holds Barred. I'm glad we were able to do a callback to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, but it's cool, because there's a thought bubble here for Darkhawk that says, uh, he's he's dead. Never saw a dead guy before. So, um, So, at least, you know, I guess they're at least treating him like a real teenager for the most part. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you don't get to see all of Darkhawk's powers as he dispatches these thugs. Like, like he's got those sort of Silverhawk wings that you don't really see in this issue that yeah. allows him to fly. And then he's also got the grappling hook claw. Um, so anyway, he ties up the bad guys and then he's like, Oh my gosh, am I stuck as dark Hawk forever? And he grabs at the amulet and turns back to, uh, To Chris Powell. And (laughs) this is weird. And I'm looking at the comic right here. Apparently the dad didn't leave. Um, I guess Chris goes back. Oh, that's right. Because they talk. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I saw what was going on. Tell me it wasn't what it looked like. Tell me, please. And his dad just goes, I I can't, Chris. Take care of your mom and the kids for me. And he leaves, Um, Mm -hmm. which is pretty messed up. Um, and then you've got basically Chris just um, exits the, the place and he, he gives the um, kids back to hot mama. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, it's like the end page is him sitting on the bed, like, uh, you know, thinking about, you know, what if I get stuck is, uh, is looking like that. The next time I change in there. Oh, no, I'm going to have to take the chance because I need to be an edge, an edge. Against I have the- to have an edge. Yeah, <laughs> I did it, and there's no turning back. Look out. His name was Basin. This is the age of what? What name did the old uh, wino say? Oh, yeah. Dark Yeah, Darkhawk, Dark. oh. yeah, Dark which is the most metal name ever. Um, <laughs> Terrible name. I think. What? Oh, no, it's awesome. Yeah, I, don't know. Uh, I mean, it says what he is. <laughs> Um, and then the very last panel is, a uh, Hob, very close up, extreme close up of Dark Hawk, um, not Dark Hawk, Hobgoblin, uh, looking very bloodthirsty and, and that is it. That is basically the sort of, I don't know, at least the beginning of Dark Hawk, not his full mm-hmm. origin because that's unveiled over, I think maybe the next, uh, 12 issues or something. And there's also the question of, um whether his dad is a crooked cop or not. So we asked to deal with that. Um, so my question to you, Yehel, is did Darkhawk number one make you want to read more Darkhawk? I mean,
2: kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, my only real problem with it, and again, it, it's the comic of its time. Sure, Some of the dialogue is, it's a little cheesy, very, very nineties. Um, that was my main issue with it. I'm not super crazy about the Dark Hawk costume. At least initially, I feel like it's a little plain. But it's got shoulder pads, you hell. Shoulder pads. Yeah, they look like <laughs> Zeus's shoulder pads a bit, actually, don't they? From uh Again, No Holds Back. Oh Sh- wow. It's been a whole week since I watched that. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe we both happen to wear the same shirts today. <laughs> oh man. Stop, stop revealing too much
1: information to our uh, three watchers <laughs> or viewers.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I did want to read more. I thought it ended like, I don't know. I thought it was a weird way to end it. Mm. Um, like, I don't know. I, I wish it would have built up a little bit more intrigue or we would have had a better. I get ending on a cliffhanger like that, mm. but I don't think it was a very strong cliffhanger. I think it would have been better to have like. And I don't know what the rest of the story is. So maybe this may not make sense, but maybe like I have Hogg Goblin like watching him or something or, uh, you know, so- something like that. That was a little bit more like, oh, I wonder what's would what happen right now, you know, next. Where this I was like, okay, if I see Dark Hawk number two, I'll pick it up, but I'm not going to seek it out.
1: Mm-hmm. So if like, I don't know, eight year old, you hell, or however old you were back in 1991, if you would have read this comic, you would have been like, Eh, one is enough for me, is what you're saying.
2: No, I mean what what I mean is if I saw if I happened to see issue number two the next time I went to the comic Maybe book store, you'd pick it up. I'd, I'd probably pick it. Up. Okay, but right. but if it if it wasn't there and I unless I, I wouldn't like specifically go and be like, hey, do you have Darkhawk number two? Gotcha, gotcha. So it didn't leave me that
1: longing. So you think Darkhawk um, kind of deserves to be in the B or C list? Um, Sort of level of Marvel superheroes. I think one issue's too early to to okay,
2: tell. Okay, that's a good answer. I, I
1: wasn't expecting that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I did read like it, see the thing is like I read like some stuff about him, mm. uh, like how he exchanges like his body exchanges places yep. with wherever the android actually yep. is whenever he turns into mm. him. Um, And that's why, like you mentioned, it's only his consciousness in the yeah. body. So I'm kind of like, all right, well, how did he not know where he was at before? Mm. Did they explain that? So I, I kind of want to know more about that. But it, that's, none of that stuff's in the first issue. And again, I get not having it because you want to like leave some stuff to be a mystery. Sure. But I just wish the cliffhanger would have been a little better. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think I certainly don't think it's a bad book. It's pretty decent. Right, I mean, the book as a whole, I think, is uh,
1: yeah, it's definitely well written enough. I think I've read some other <laughs> Danny Fingeroth stuff, believe it or not. Um, but uh, like Darkhawk is a character. Like, there's actually been sort of, I don't know. I think Kevin Feige has sort of teased that Darkhawk is going to show up somewhere in the MCU. Do
2: you think not really Darkhawk deserves to be in the MCU somewhere? I mean, I think anybody deserves to be in the MCU as long as they write a good story for Ooh, it. You know, that's a good
1: answer. I mean, I I'd go so far as to say that I think he has a striking enough look to where he deserves to be in the MCU. I,
2: I feel like they could make him look pretty cool like in, in a movie these days. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, in fact, I suspect his look would work better like as a live action thing mm. than at least in the 90s art style. Right. Um. So yeah, I'd be interested in seeing like what they made him uh, look like at the very least. For uh, sure. And
1: which gender they switch him to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, uh, if he's an Android, yeah. What does it matter? Oh, right?
1: that's a good point. Yes. It could be a, a symbol for like trans, whatever. <laughs>
2: I've, huh? I think I've had two. M- I mean, I mean, I mean, the Android has no gender. Exactly. like an Android So anyone body, can so be Darkhawk as long as they Dark have Hawk. that uh, amulet.
1: Man, yeah. which kind of, cheapens it
2: now that i say it out loud it's like yeah that that and that was the thing in my bad calm i don't like characters where anybody can be that character they just if they just have this thing
1: do you feel that way about like dudes in suits like iron man because that's how i feel about it because i feel
2: any iron man anyone could be iron man as long as he has the suit iron man to me is a little different because tony actually made the suit Mm -hmm. whereas a green lantern oh you're just chosen i mean i get it you're supposed to have like a Pure strong will or whatever sure. but whatever uh but still it's like eh you didn't make the ring you didn't like try and become this per se you know what i mean so, like at least tony's making his right sauce.
1: okay so iron um, but he's borderline so green lantern sure. is more of a um, show this is a pussy right
0: <laughs> i don't <laughs> know i kind
1: of i kind of liked guy gardner because he was a jerk like, did you ever read any Guy Gardner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I,
2: I, I like, I like, I like him too. Yeah, yeah,
1: I could live with Guy Gardner, but probably. But I just mean, I just don't like that idea of like anybody. Right, can it cheapens it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I got what you're saying there. So, I guess final question is: uh, I mean, should Darkhawk be remembered or tossed in the pit of obscurity?
2: Well, again, I think one issue is two isn't enough to make a decision on. but, uh, like I said, I did a little bit more research, and I saw he like fights uh, venom. Mm-hmm. and uh, the reasons why he, you know, gets to do with Venom seem pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um the stuff with his background and switching, um places with the Android body, that is pretty unique. Like I can't offhand think of another character that had that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could open up some like interesting stories. So based on that stuff, I would say, yeah,
1: I think you'd really like issue 27, where he accidentally teleports to the star Trek starship enterprise.
2: (laughs) Does he really? (laughs) (laughs) Although there were some Star Trek crossovers, you know, the Star Trek, uh, uh crew from next gen and the original series had crossovers with the x-men
1: yeah i was gonna say um on one of the youtube channels i watch uh, red letter media i'm sure they're not watching and don't need my support in any way because they're already huge uh one of the um uh one of the guys was jokingly reading the x-men star trek crossover novel have you read
0: that (laughs)
2: No. <laughs> I read like one of the crossover issues, mm. but uh, they did a novel. Was it Mike? I assume it uh, was Mike. I didn't know you were a Red Letter Media
1: fan. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I like Red Letter Media. It, yeah, they were one of the first. Um youtube
2: channels i ever got into all right yeah he, he's got he's got a habit of bringing up star trek oh, all the time. i think
1: he's man you're you're the mic of this podcast of this show well there's only
2: two of us so i have 50 percent chance of so. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you guys both
1: love star trek so there you go yeah uh all right well of course i don't want dark hawk to be forgotten um i mean i wish that he he would at least have like more going on in marvel comics even though the Marvel comics right now is definitely not the Marvel comics that I remember from the nineties or even from the early two thousands. Um, and if dark Hawk were to show up in the MCU, I hoped it would be like the nineties version and not some like Disney abomination or something. So
2: uh, (laughs) do you know, do you know offhand how many, uh, issues he, he had, um Hmm. that sounds like
1: something i would have written down uh let me take a look here uh 50 issues of the first run and then i know there's been a couple of like mini series here and there uh for out like after that okay
2: yeah so you had about four years which uh yeah from i mean i i feel like a lot of 90s new characters had like pretty similar runs like spider-man 2099 i think was something absolutely. similar right mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. plus
1: like i mean right now Disney is pretty desperate. I mean, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel with the Eternals. So, uh, you know, Darkhawk
2: is next, right? <laughs> yeah, don't they have the rights to the X-Men now? Yes. Yes, they do. Yeah, th- th- that'll be next. Just get, re- <laughs> get ready for them to ruin them. It's going to be great. It'll be fine. I don't think it can be any worse than the last few uh, X-Men
1: movies. Uh, the The one that I watched, I can't remember which one it was, but I didn't hate it that much. At least it was serious they weren't all quippy and making jokes. Oh, the one
2: with um old and young Professor X? Uh that was Apocalypse, wasn't Days of it? Future Past. Yeah, no.
1: I there was it was one like two after. The, it was basically the last one that I saw. Um I just remember Magneto was on a train and used his power. It was young. There were no old. They were gone. Uh and he, like, Oh, okay. Maybe I didn't watch it's, it. it's pretty good. At least it's like I mean, the tone is correct. I'll say that. I mean, it probably wasn't a good movie. But anyway, uh, let's jump to the Project Report.
0: What on earth have you been working on? It's time for Project Report.
1: How's your video going and your
2: new video going? Um, well, I've barely worked on it since I hurt my back, and oh. I was hurting a lot to sit. That's too bad. So... Uh, yeah, but I started uh, making the 3D models for it. Uh, I'm building an arcade uh, set mm-hmm. uh, for it. But uh, yeah, I mean the voiceover is recorded and done, so I'm already like in the editing piece. So hopefully, it won't take too long. It's going to be. I think it ended up being like nine minutes long with the voiceover audio. So nice, nice, very
1: yeah. cool. What about you, man?
2: Um, well, do, do you have a uh, comic book thing uh, that's making some progress. I
1: do. Thank you for asking. Here we are back in the theater. I've been getting pages from my artists from Brazil that I pay. <laughs> That's how you can get an artist, everyone. You just pay uh, them in Brazil bucks. I'm, I pay them. I don't know. PayPal does the conversion, I guess. But uh, yeah, this will be the first time ever. I don't know if I should unveil like an unfinished like thing here, but uh, I just wanted to get you Hell's thoughts on, on the progress so far. So here we go. It's page number five from
2: Escape from Eden. Let me switch windows here. Oh, yeah, that looks great, actually. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I think that looks pretty good. You think people
1: actually uh, crowdfund that? I think so. (laughs) Good. Yeah, I agree completely. Dude's worth every penny.
2: Um, Yeah, it looks really really good especially like the middle that that T rex oh absolutely that is a money shot (laughs) yep uh
1: like if any of you are just listening to the podcast uh please check out the uh, youtube video so you can see what we're talking about there's
2: it'll really stiffen your finger (laughs) off.
1: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) that is brilliant we're not going to get any better than that all right well thanks for taking a look at it um and uh yeah the crowdfunder for escape from eden uh my i don't know if it's going to be a single issue or a graphic novel yet uh will be available eventually stay tuned (laughs) to obscurity now to hear more um but uh so is there anything else uh left to say about dark hawk before we sign off here
2: uh no nah, it was uh yeah I, I would say if people are interested in reading it just keep in mind you know it's a product of the 90s so there's a little bit of cheese mm-hmm. in it but the overall story and you know more so like some of the stuff that they don't talk about that sounds intriguing to me you know if that not intriguing to you i would recommend checking it out
1: that is a glowing review i'd say and uh i mean i don't even know if i'm qualified to review it because i'm Sort of looking at it through rose-colored glasses, but I've read it a few times and I reread it for this review, and I still enjoy it. And I think Darkhawk is a character that deserves to uh, definitely endure the test of time and not be thrown into the uh, pit of obscurity for sure. Um, so, if this is your first time uh, watching us, or if you're a if you're a long-time watcher, I mean, we've only had ten episodes, but. Uh, um, I, I hope <laughs> Sound you like your
2: <laughs> <laughs> I hope you've
1: enjoyed our review of Darkhawk number 1. Don't be afraid of the world of comics. Embrace them like we have, right you
2: Yes, yes, that wasn't weird at all. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, if you are unwilling to give comics a chance, well then you're just a jock, ex, aren't you? <laughs> What's that I smell? <laughs> dookie <laughs> uh for people that don't know what we're talking about they're like I- i'm not listening to
1: this yeah we don't have this is our first comic review but uh please check out our no holds Revo- <laughs> <laughs> our no holds barred <laughs> discussion
2: okay it's the episode that preceded this
1: yes yes it did and we will see you next week where we will be reviewing the not only the new adventures of he-man which is the first time he-man was rebooted that no one is talking about but we will also be reviewing the new kevin smith what is it masters of the universe is that what it's called i think so yeah so i think so so yeah there you go something timely and new for you the viewer slash listener all right um again please subscribe like and share on youtube or Download the podcast, however you like it, and uh, we'll see you next time. Did you want to say goodbye?
2: (laughs) Goodbye.
0: (laughs) You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts and take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Now.